A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Good afternoon and bienvenidos a my show, Cafecito with Rosie on air, where I bring pure, positive, and inspiring ideas about my friends that either live in the community, work in the community, or own a business. My name is Rosie Paulson. I'm the owner of Rosie Paulson Enterprises, and I have been living in the Tampa Bay area for 32 years. Today's guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Giselle McNabb. Hi, Giselle. How are you? Hi, Rosie. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on your show. Yes, awesome. Thank you for being here. I know that um, that we are writing a book together, and um, and um, we are going. We already launched it um, because this uh, show is already airing in the fourth week of November. And uh, tell me a little bit about what inspired you to write your book. First of all, the name of your book, and what inspired you to write it. Sure. The name of my book is Fine Beauty Within Darkness. Um, and what inspired me was I realized that I needed to be a voice, a voice to those women or so many women that suffer in silence, that don't, that are kind of afraid to speak up or, or they feel a little bit stuck in their ways. Like they feel that they can't accomplish things because of what they've gone through. So it was two things. It was therapy for me and inspiration. I felt that it was time for me to give back. And, um, and I feel like this, this was my way of, of giving back, hoping that it is the way of giving back. Yes. Awesome. And, uh, have you, how long have you been living in the Tampa Bay area? I've been in Tampa for 18 years. Um, I moved from New York city, uh, when my children were much smaller. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, I love it. It's, it's, wonderful yes and what made you move to tampa uh, um, just the, the, the darkness and all the sad things that i was experiencing um in new york i wanted to change i had visited florida um with my youngest daughter for an orlando vacation and as soon as i came i'm like oh i just love the heat and the sun um so when i receive an opportunity uh, someone kind of move over here I took it. I said, hey, yeah, I'm ready to leave New York behind. So I, I, I see here that you have a blended family. Um, so tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah, well, I have three girls, um, 26, 17, and 11. And when I met my husband, um, he also has three kids, um, two boys and one girl, uh, 19, uh, 15, and 8. So that's our blended family. So he has his three. I have my three. We have no intentions of having any more children. So that's my blended family. <laughs> also, so a little bit of the um, uh, Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, pretty much, right. 
And I did have a, a blended family too. Um, I had my two children, Tabitha and Stephen, and then my husband had our youngest, um, um, uh, our youngest daughter. To me now, she's my daughter, uh, Crystal. Um, she was nine. Stephen was eleven, and Tabitha was fifteen when we all got when we all got together. And uh, it's funny because when my husband walked with my son, which biologically was not him, people say, "Oh my God, he looks just like you." <laughs> and same thing when I walk with my my daughter, says, "Oh my God, she looks just like you." And we laugh about it because that's when you know how much you have blended your family when right. people just think that they are uh, biologically your children. They're always going to be your children, but, you know, biologically they're not. But um, now Crystal is 22. And I'm so proud of her, and I always tell people that she was really um, – a great stepdaughter. She still is, but she never rolled her eyes at me. She never spoke back to me. Um, she has always been respectful. And uh, now she's a person that I can call to when I'm in trouble with my hair or my makeup. And yes. she's really good about what she Wonderful. does. So. Yeah. I think that that also comes with the culture that we live in as well. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 exactly. And like I said, she really choose to make some to learn who she was as a person and like who she was, and she lives it every single day. Um, I do know here that you talk about maybe your upbringing being a little bit uh, trouble. Um, tell me a little bit more about your background and your history and what happened to lead you to where you are today. My childhood was um, very, very troubled. Um, I lived with a, a drug addicted mother. Uh, my father was not around as much. Um, so it was tough. It was tough to live that life, especially in, in New York. It's so fast. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that that childhood and everything that I saw and everything that I experienced led me, of course, to troubled teenage years, you know, being rebellious and having my own child at a young age and just making a lot of bad choices, um, especially with the relationships that I would get into, one of them being, you know, very violent, you know, domestic violence. Um, so, you know, that's just, it, it's just what happened. It's just what, what um, my destiny was at that time. But all the struggles led me to just be a stronger person today. Right. And that is a good, um, that is a good connection when you meet somebody that perhaps is going through the same struggles, but by knowing that somebody else has been there, has been successful now, give them an inspiration to look at their situation now, but have hope for the future. And I believe that's what you, uh, your book also will inspire, right? Correct, right. It's just inspiration for others um, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Great, great. And I know Tampa is a little bit unique. I tell people that in Tampa, it's like a big city feel with a small town charm and being giving back to the community is very important here Um, and I see that you volunteer for Habitat for Humanity and you coordinate one blood drives why do you do that I do that because it makes my soul feel good I spent so many years um, with people trying to help me I had you know friends that try to lift me up from my bad times and um, my life just wasn't at the right place 
then. But now I feel like with all my blessings and where I have where I have come so far, it's my time to give back. And I feel that's that's the way to start is giving back to the community. Good, good. Now, I see here that um, to find your inner peace, you like the ocean. Um, what's your favorite, I would say, uh, place in the Tampa Bay area where you feel really that when you go there, you recharge, you regenerate and invigorate yourself so you can continue to go. Because a mother of six, man, I mean, <laughs> bless you on that because well, I couldn't well, do it with two. Imagine yeah. with six. Well, the good thing is we don't have all six. Um, we have my husband's three. We have them on, you know, sometimes on weekends or summer vacations. Um, so at home, all we have is two. But even though they're not here, you know, we still worry and care for them just as if they were. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's challenging, but it's actually fun to kind of see them grow and raise them to be, you know, the best, um, you know, young adults that we can possibly try to um, raise them to. And it's, it makes it a little bit easier for me because I know what not to do and, and what not to bring around my children. So, they, you know, they get the best of both when it comes from me. So, yeah, that's how I see it. I mean, and then as far as where I recharge, my best places, like I said, is the beach. You don't really get good beaches in New York City. So, you know, coming down here, I love the Bradenton beaches. Those are my favorite. And I just... Believe it or not, I don't like going into the water. I'm actually so afraid of the ocean water. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like to kind of lay out in the sun and just listen to the ocean. It's just like a peace. My, you know, my grandma, she's um, she was so old school, and she would say, you know, take all your negativity to the ocean and let it go. And that I just always resonate with that. So I go out there to kind of let my sorrows go to the ocean away far. <laughs> Well, that's very interesting because I never thought about that, but it's true because, you know, the ocean is so vast and if you just let all your negativity go there, you'll be regenerated and rejuvenated, you know, and and yeah, and the ocean can hold all that stuff. Um, Now, I also see here uh, that uh, you enjoy gardening and cooking. Okay, like I cannot cook. Like I have uh, the... We have a sign that says Rosie Ki- Rosie's Kitchen, but she's not allowed in it because I literally can burn water. <laughs> so tell me, um, I guess for you, it, cooking and gardening is kind of like relaxing? It is. It is. I love to cook. Um, I cook during the week, but the weekends is my time because I love to try new restaurants. So I, the, the deal at home is I cook during the week and we do restaurants in the weekend. And then on Saturdays, my husband works during the day and the kids are always doing their own thing. So I just like to either garden or I go to Home Depot and buy like a new plant or maybe herbs. Whatever's, whatever's on my mind for that weekend is what I do. And it's just relaxing. It's better than watching the news. <laughs> right. At this point, you really don't want to be watching the news no, that much. Uh, yes. And um, I know compared to from New York, uh, the Tampa Bay area is a lot more of a slow pace. Um, but uh, what will you... What was the one thing that you miss so much about New York, perhaps, living here in Tampa in the Tampa Bay area? There wasn't much that I missed, but one thing that I do miss was the ability to go outside of your 
apartment or wherever it is that you live and you had everything to your disposal, you know, you know food, stores, bodegas, uh, mm-hmm. coffee shops, uh, everything is walking distance. Um, so that's, that's the only thing. When I moved here, I mean, everything, you needed a car for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was what I missed at first. But um, I'm, I'm not nostalgic at all for New York. I don't really miss anything of it. I, I love Tampa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I heard you speak Spanish. Yes. So what's your background? What's your heritage? I am Dominican and Puerto Rican and a hint of Italian. So I'm very, um, I, I lean more to my Dominican side of my family because I spent a lot of time in Dominican Republic as a young child. Um, so that's where I, if my Spanish comes out, it, it relates more to the Dominican, uh, um, I don't, I don't want to say language because it's all Spanish, but the Dominican lingo um, right. versus, you know, the others. Right, right. So, well, tell me a little bit about your book. What is one of the stories that you like the most or your favorite part um, of the book? Share it and why. Um, I'm going to say my favorite, of course, is, is, you know, my love story, because that to me right now is, is the best part of my life. But I think the best part was, was um, describing the, the good moments that I had with my grandma. There were moments where um, even through all the darkness um, that I that I had with my mother, I had these moments with my grandma when she would kind of rescue me from those times. And it was just beautiful times with her. Um, so th- that 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 was like the best part of of a, you know having the ability to remember those moments again. Um, so that was definitely my best part. So you know the love story. You just said that you know, and yeah. that's one of the things that I tell people. I've been married to my husband for 14 years now, um, and I am a reflection of his gentle leadership because I do believe the way he loves me makes me be the best person that I have been um, in the you know for myself. Tell me a little bit more about your love story. Yeah, well, I've been mad. We actually just had a quarantine marriage in May. Um, <laughs> we decided to just get married, and we did it. And we also bought a house. So I've, I've only been married a couple months. We've been in a relationship for about three years now. Um, and that's really what it is. I think that's what that's what inspired me to, to do this, because my heart and my soul was in such a good place, such a good, happy um, clean, you know, like um, safe place with him that it gave me that energy to want to write my story. Right. Um, and and I, I feel like I have one of the best love stories ever. <laughs> yeah, and so, they can read it in your book, right? Yes. Tell I me the name of your book again. Find Beauty Within Darkness. Yes. And then where they can find it? Um, it's not out yet. My release is 11-11. Okay. Um, but it will be anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I also have my website. It's www.findbeautywithindarkness.com. Awesome, awesome. Now, with this COVID and having your children at home, how have you been able to uh, to cope with that? Because I tell people, gosh, I am so blessed my kids are older because if I had to teach them and work, and be at the house, we probably would not have been able to make it. Um, what's your story after our pandemic? It was tough at first. I mean, the kids are back in school now, but um, when back in March, when it first happened, and 
um, you know, I was working from home and the kids were home and, and, you know, they had to do their laptop thing. And then, you know, my husband was sent home as well. He wasn't working and we were just all under the same roof. And I thank God that it all, we all got along. Okay. My girls are big, so it's not like they were taught their toddlers or young that I had to teach them. They pretty much taught themselves. But I agree. I, I don't know how, you know, mothers with elementary school um, children have dealt with this because I don't know how I would have done it. I, I think I was blessed for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can choose three adjectives to describe you, what will those be and why? Three adjectives. I would say, uh, I would say motivated. Mm-hmm. Um because every day is like a motivation. I, I, I'm motivated to get to the next step of whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, I would say committed um, mm-hmm. as, as just as I'm committed to my job, to my family, to my book, to wanting to help others. And my third one would be loyal. Um, I'm mm-hmm. definitely loyal to everyone around me, to what I do. Um, so that would be it. Motivated, committed and loyal. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I know um, that your your younger uh, self and your upbringing was a little bit um, hard. But if you can go back in time and talk to that person with all the things that you know now, what will you tell them? Get on birth control. (laughs) (laughs) Get on birth control is what I would say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had my daughter at such a young age and and I, I feel bad. For the years that she had to go through because we kind of grew up together um, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense um, right. it was a very different upbringing to my other two which I had later on in years um, so I, I would definitely say that is you know have have children when you're ready is um, would have been my voice of reason for sure so how old were you when you had your first daughter I was 18 I was 18 I didn't have a high school diploma I didn't have a career. I didn't have a place to stay. I was kind of staying place to place. Um, so it was tough. And I think it would have been a little, I would have been able to make better choices if I wasn't, if I hadn't become a mom at such a young age. Um, but, you know, all the choices that I made, I had to make them with her in mind. But I was so immature. And I mean, I wasn't even raised with a family to even know how to raise my own family. So um, that's definitely my number one. I, I wish I would have waited um, to have children. Right, right. Now, we talk about mentorship also um, and how important that is. Do you feel that um, that mentorship will be able to, and it's, mentorship is not only about the person you mentor, but it's also about you as the mentor, the, ment- the person you mentee or, mm-hmm. or your mentor. Why well, I don't know how to say that, but you mentee. It's not about right. them, but it's also about you as the mentor. How do you feel about that part of menteeing somebody else? That's the that's my main part. That's why I'm kind of debating on building a foundation or building an advocacy. Um, because I feel like an advocacy or to be someone's advocate is more like being their mentor, like like giving them that that path to help them achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's... That's that's easy to talk about or easy to do because that was my life was going from nothing to something. Right, right. That inspiration. Right. Um, awesome. And um, 
I know here in 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 Tampa Bay area, perhaps, are you familiar with a lot of the nonprofit organizations that that will be able to help people in situations like the ones that you struggle with and to find solutions or to find help on those things? Yeah, there's a lot of foundations um, in Tampa, but I think the the um, right now I'm connected with the spring. Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, located in Hillsborough County. Um, they're huge for, you know, helping women with domestic violence. And I'm just starting to catch on to all the different other foundations out there. Um, mm -hmm. I need to find out what their their um, mission statement is, like their mission, and, and then feel if I can relate to that mission. Right. Oh, and you're going to have plenty in Pasco. <laughs> so Sunrise is the uh, domestic violence in Pasco, but there's also the Samaritan Project in there, um, the um, uh, uh, Restore Hope is another one. So they're amazing uh, nonprofit organizations, at least Pasco, you'll see Dade City area. They, they have so many um, nonprofits in there. Well, and like you. you're right. They have to make sense with what you are expecting, right? Or what you are wanting to bring to the table that can make uh, um, a difference, right, on your community. Right. Good, 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 good. Okay. And now, do you volunteer on your kids' school? I do not. Well, I can't now. Um, I did before. My problem is that my job is so demanding in finance. Uh huh that sometimes I, it's hard for me to have the time. So a lot of times I, I contribute um, for things that they need. Okay. So what is in the finances, what do you do in the background or in, the, um, in your job? Yeah, I've been doing accounting since I was 16. So it's different kind of accounting because it's not all the same. Like I, knew, I know nothing about taxes. Um, I'm more of a corporate finance, financial accounting uh -huh. um, so it's more uh -huh. of, you know, financial clothes and, and um, expenses and collections and, and that nature. So I'm not in the banking or the tax accounting portion. Yeah, but I do, you just brought up to remind me that I do have to give a big shout out to my accountant, Marjorie Nichols, <laughs> because she's just amazing. That's and she good. helped me um, make sure that my business was profitable when I didn't even know it could be a profitable. That's awesome. But tell us again one more time the name of the book and the, live, and the uh, website where people can find it. Sure, it's Find Beauty Within Darkness and it's www.findbeautywithindarkness.com. Well, great, my dear Giselle. It has been an amazing uh, experience to meet you, um, to be able to um, get to know you better, say hi to your girls and all the, to your children. And thank you so much for being in my show today. I appreciate so much uh, that you had me on here. Good luck with the future endeavor. I, I'm, 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 I'm excited to listen on. Thank you so much. Take care. And remember, my friends, you are unique. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. Find that ñeque, the four components that you need to find your grit or your ñeque is purpose, persistent, persevere, and pivot. It is so important. I'm going to read um, a quote from my book. Authentic people know themselves own themselves 
and enjoy being themselves. Just be you and everything else will fall into place. I just want to let you know that you are an inspiration. That you can take your purpose and make it a vocation. Where people that will get to know you, like you, and do business with you. So your paying customer, your thrive, your tribe will come and find you. Thank you again for listening to the show where I can bring you pure, positive, and inspiring ideas. Remember, you are unique. Have a wonderful time. Take care. Ciao. This is Rosie Paulson, and you just heard Cafecito with Rosie on air. Bye. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.